Hello, and welcome back to episode 12, our Mike Fisher episode, where we are going to be bringing you discussions, topics, and our thoughts, and maybe even some projections here on the upcoming free agent class of the uh, the upcoming 2020 offseason here. Joining me is our co-host, Steph, and our editor, Tibet. How's it going with you two guys? I'm doing well, man. Uh, I guess you went with uh, Mike Fisher. I will go with another, uh, I guess, leg- Canadian legend in Jerome Aginla at number 12. Ooh, that's what very I'm good go one with. there. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Jerome Aginla. And yeah, I'm doing well, man. I'm excited. The draft is tonight. We got unrestricted free agency coming up. It's, it's a hell of a week for hockey. It is a great, considering this would have been probably opening week of the NHL season. Yeah, not a bad <laughs> replacement. A, not a bad replacement. Yeah. We don't know, no, nothing on ice, but tons of activity off it. Yeah. Tibet, you got a number 12 for us at all, or? Um, <laughs> um, oh, Jesus. We should Derek know. Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> no, we already said Fisher. <laughs> oh, damn it. It's also the wrong one. He's, he went to the wrong sport, which is even worse. I went to LA. Oh, I <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have one in mind. Um, too many. It's just a difficult number to pick a 12. I mean, man. yeah, no, I mean, like, there's so many, like, um, this Jerome movie. Iganala. That's, I, Ign- oh, <laughs> Jesus one step Christ. Damn <laughs> Eric Stahl, there you go. There we are. Ah, Why ah. you gotta take the good ones? Every single time. Do you come prepared with this? No. Kind of. I just know. So does Spencer. Yeah. That's true. So we'll uh, so we'll get along into our free agent talk that's coming up here, and it certainly has been well, not just free agent talk, but also lots of speculation on player movement, and you know we've got to say there's been a lot of traction and just a lot of activities and rumors being speculated about player movement going on here. Oh yeah, and it's certainly been pretty active, more so than in recent years, wouldn't you say? Well, I mean, I think we can uh, attribute this primarily to COVID because we know that the cap is staying flat. A lot of players have been bought out by teams just to save space. And there are some pretty big names that have been bought have been bought out today even. And so, yeah, it's definitely interesting. The goalie market is so saturated. You just kind of think, well, who's going to be left to be a backup that got used to being a starter, you know? So I, I can't wait. There's plenty of names to talk about. I mean, we have big names we really will be talking about today. We'll definitely miss a couple. But, uh, yeah, it's, good. it's it's exciting. Well, as you said, a uh, few players are bought out today. I'll run down the list of these guys, but you're Bobby Ryan, Justin Abdelkader, Michael Grabner, Jack Johnson, Carl Alsner, and it's being reported, not hasn't been confirmed yet, but Alex Wenberg. Uh, all these guys being bought out. Um, I think with good intentions and very reasonable intentions on every single one of them, just too much of a contract and not really living up to expectations of it. Yeah. Uh, us Sens fans are very aware of that with Bobby Ryan being the first yeah. one of the buyout period. Yep. And I'm definitely, and I, I guess as a sense, and you can say the one point of optimism is Pierre Dorian's ability to get rid of players, which might be overperforming <clears throat> Pajot. Mm. Yeah, no, it's uh, and the thing that'll be interesting here too is that even though a player gets bought out, it's very likely that yeah, you know, they're gonna be a free agent, they're gonna be picked up, and it's a perfect example of someone like Kevin Shattenkirk, where you sign a big monstrous deal, you know, you're set for a while, even though you get bought out, you still get a lot of that money still 
into your accounts, into your bank account, your wallets. Um, well, now it's an opportunity where you can go join a team on you know the cheap end of things now, right? Because, exactly. well, you're already earning this much. So as I'm getting around saying this, it's someone like Justin Abdelkader where, yeah, he's lost a little bit, a little touch in his game and everything. He's certainly uh, didn't showcase any offensive uh, ability this past season, recording only four assists in 49 games. But I think some team's going to look at him and be like, hey, you know what? He could be a great fourth-line guy for us. The way he's willing to throw his body around, he'll stick up for his teammates and everything. Perhaps change of scenery is what he needs and everything. Get a little spark going for him. And other guys like Michael Grabner wouldn't surprise me. You know, the guy who gets like four breakaways a game but just cannot finish <laughs> at all whatsoever. Yeah. But it wouldn't surprise me, you know, uh, as a prediction, is Grabner maybe goes to the Flyers because he had his some of his better seasons were coached by Alain, Alain Vignon. Yeah. So could see a little bit of a fit there again. And you, these guys are going to come cheap. And it's a prime example like Kevin Shattenkirk. You know, he's able to sign for very cheap. You know, all these guys, none of them should be expecting more than $2 million whatsoever here on the next deal. Yeah. They'll all be lower than that and try and redeem themselves. Man, and you know what? I'm genuinely excited. There are five players that I have picked out that are just superstar level guys in this class. You got your Ryan Callahan, your Nathan Horton, your David Clarkson, your Clark MacArthur, and your Cody Cece. Man, I can't wait to see where a lot of these guys sign. Cody Cece? <laughs> Did I just hear that name right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Tibet. I named a couple of players actually uh, that uh, that are pretty much not in the NHL or should not be in the NHL anymore. So I, those names have all kind of, those are actually interesting names. I just kind of brought them up for fun, but no, if, if we're being absolutely honest, let's, let's look at some big names here. We got Taylor Hall. Well, we got, well, let's get into the forwards, forward groups here, you know, and yeah. personally for myself, like, yeah, you know, I, I think Taylor Hall is the big name market yeah. guy out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, first overall pick, you know, the, uh, well, he grew up in Kingston, but he's originally from Calgary, Alberta. But for him, where, yeah, you know, he's a first overall pick 10 years ago, hitting the free agent market now. And uh, it's, you know, it, what? Like, he won the uh, MVP just a couple of years back, a few years back now. Um, but he's in, like, a whole other class by himself as, like, a, you know, perennial top-line winger. Yeah. Even top-line player in general amongst this free agent group. Uh, I'd say, like, in general, when you look at the forwards, it's not any big, highly offensive guys coming out that way. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, you know, you have your Taylor Hall who can, you know, chip in with a shit ton of points. But after that, it's not a lot. But, yeah, everyone's going to be going for Taylor Hall. Obviously, as we've mentioned countless times with the flat cap here, it's going to be mm. very interesting to see how... Teams are able to go about discussions and, you know, try not to uh, piss off a player by saying, hey, you know, we just can't sign you to what you want because of COVID and the flat cap and everything. But unfortunately, this is when uh, your contract expired and, well, you weren't able to sign with the team you were just on. So here we are now. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, and what, are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, no, I was going to, I agree with you. It, it The cap has definitely taken a hit, you could say, pun intended uh with covid and it's just going to be interesting to see where certain players who maybe wanted to get mega raises are going to go i mean we saw robin leonard uh not get a big raise based on his last season even though he just won the cup with the vegas gold oh my bad won the, the cup with vegas eh? but uh see my prediction is still etched into my etched into my fucking brain 
But uh, no, he, he had a really good run with the Vegas Golden Knights uh, and nearly actually got them to the final. Uh, and I think that it's just interesting to see that, you know, he's uh, he's come back for not a big bonus. Uh, what about a guy like Tori Krug? You know, we one thing we're going to get into a little in a couple minutes is talking about all these defensemen that are available. It's absolutely insane. Taylor Hall earned $6 million last year. I mean, he probably thinks he definitely should earn like somewhere 10 between... 10 million plus or something. Yeah, I was going to say 9.5 to 11 is the range he's going to be looking. And will there be a team that has a lot of cap space that he can go to that can give him that? I mean, unless he wants Cause to... Think, well, because like, I think like half the, nearly half the league has under will have like under a million dollars in cap space. Or under like a couple million. It's... Yeah. Yeah. And 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 the thing is is it's like, well, I mean Taylor Hall, your your choices are basically non-playoff teams. The Devils, the Wings, the Sabres, the Senators. I mean the Rangers are about <laughs> to select Lafreniere. They don't really care about that. The Panthers, they've just kind of been dancing around, not doing much. The Stars just came off a deep run. There's no way that they're going to they're going to want to sign you and go again because let's be real, finalists usually don't go again. Uh, and then, I mean, other than that, you got your Bruins, which are a potential option depending on, but they got to re-sign Krug. There's the Oliver Ekman Larson rumors we're going to talk about. And then there's the Avalanche, but will the Avalanche really want to splash and give him a long-term deal? Let's be real. Taylor Hall's probably looking long-term. It's just, there's so many questions and I don't want to give any predictions today as to where guys are going to go. But if I had to say Taylor Hall should choose anywhere, it's going to be hard. He's going to, I think he should just take a one year contract in a team like a Colorado or a Florida, bite the bullet, have a monster season, and then maybe in a year or two when things are better, get that long term deal. Well, even wait like a couple of years, like maybe even it is like a short, shorter uh, contract signed and received and all that way. It's like, all right, COVID's now done. The flat cap is erased. I'm still in my prime and everything here. Maybe I won't get that long-term deal like seven years, but yeah. you know, I can maybe make some good money off a four to five year deal here. Yeah. But just to run off, you know, like we, like, you know, other guys that are available, um, like your Mike Hoffman, your Dadnov, your Granlins, um, Toffoli is now going to be hitting the open market. Athanasiu always pays as a lot as a big time goal scorer, but hasn't lived up to it. You know, it's like there's some guys who are good for your second, third line roles on the wing and down the middle, but I don't, you know, it's not guys I'm looking at and being like, I can see some of these, some teams overspending on some of these guys. Yeah. Because it'll be like, well, we need somebody in our top six. Yeah. Well, we're going to hand out this money to like an Athena CU here for like four or five million dollars. It's like, no, you shouldn't be doing that. That's going to no. be way too much to a guy like that. And, you know, and again, like, when it, again, it's all those guys and, <clears throat> excuse me. Now when you have your bottom six forwards and guys like your your Clifford, you know, your Miko Koivu, your Corey Perry, your Galchenyuk, yeah. your Boyle, your Thompson, Nemesnikov, your Eakin, your Smith, Yarncrock, you know, your Matt Martin. A lot it, of guys. It's just a lot of it, – it's for, your, for the forward free agent class, it's a lot of, like, more role and depth guys, you know? There's no – it's Taylor Hall, then a, a few guys who can be – top six second line winger on like yeah. the odd west senators or on the yeah. new, new jersey devils where it's like yeah. yeah you can be getting more minutes on these shitty teams because these teams aren't going anywhere yeah if you're a team that's like you know tampa bay or you know your vegas golden knights you're not looking at these guys saying yeah these guys are better than our patcheretti our stone you know our smith or our march assault you know yeah. <clears throat> so 
and so I, yeah, so so that's where I feel like you know when you, when you look at it here the forwards, it's vastly different than like just the halluva amount of D-men and goalies there are that are up for that are available here. Yeah, and you know what? Honestly, I think that yeah, and and even we just we one I guess one guy you could say that that you could say stands out more maybe having a down year. Uh, two years ago and then kind of having a pretty decent uh, run with the Vancouver Canucks Tyler Toffoli being available I guess you could say he is maybe the only other guy that could really fit into a top six or you with cup experience too you know uh, but other than that you're right there's not a lot of it's all depth and those guys do win you cups they're super important it's also going to be interesting to see if teams are going to overpay some of those guys with a lot of guys maybe getting hunted by more teams now because rosters are going to need to fill with all of these vacancies, you know? Well, and even look at the names, like, you know, like even like a Hoffman or Dadnov, yeah, they're second line guys, but yeah. I don't really see them as being, you know, and, you know, you can see, you know, just look at their stats and everything and their, uh, you know, playoff uh, totals and everything. But like, would you rather want, like, oh, here's a guaranteed second line winger in a Hoffman or Dadnov, or would you rather maybe want to, instead of spending money on one of those guys, you instead go out and you're like, oh, I don't want to spend the money on like a Perry and a Thompson or like a Boyle and a Martin, you know? It's like, you know, oh, I got $6 million to spend here. Huh, that's how much Hoffman's going to be. Maybe you can spend like five of that six on like a Martin and Boyle instead. Yeah, and honestly, if you give those types of guys one-year contracts, well, they might be motivated to overperform for next year to get a bigger contract and a longer extension. So you actually kind of play the game a little bit there you're right especially if you can if you do sign two guys that had good years uh, for a little bit cheaper maybe they'll want to try to overperform again and get even more money the next year so you're right i totally agree with you there but i think that the more interesting side of things comes with the people that stop shots and block the shots with the defensemen and the goalkeepers uh, I think it's such a, this is a very, this is a, one of the deeper years. I mean, Petrangelo's available. Krug is available. On, a, on the goalie end, you know, you have Braden Holpe who's available. Henrik Lundqvist just became available, although we kind of already have an idea where he's going. Markstrom is there too. You know, it's just, I am just fascinated to see where a lot of these guys go. I mean, Petrangelo's mentioned his number one option is staying in St. Louis. And I can see that. I mean, he's... His family's probably settled down there, and he wants a long-term deal. But you got to wonder well, how much yeah, COVID. Well, yeah, he just had. Uh, he has four kids born in the last uh, fifteen months now. That yeah, it's crazy. So you, you kind of think, okay, well, this guy settled in here. He's making six and a half million. He probably sees Doughty and Carlson, who've been having down years for the last two to three seasons, and says, "Hold up, I've probably been the best defenseman in the league for the last two seasons. I definitely deserve that type of money." So he, it's going to be an interesting contract negoti negotiation for him, sorry, wherever he goes. Uh, and it's, yeah, uh, the biggest question ultimately is, is do the Blues think that they can keep him and, and would he actually lead them to go to hit the market and, uh, and get courted by a team that's willing to offer him that much? Well, the King City local native, uh, you know, of course, being from up there, everyone's paying him to be to Toronto and everything like that. I'd be like, oh, he's exactly what Toronto needs. The problem is Toronto doesn't have the money, you know, to be able to no. afford him and the salary cap here. No, no, no. Uh, but a lot of speculation has come out saying of how he's going to be really interested in going and maybe playing, uh, signing with the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Uh, Vegas just has to clear out the cap space in order to do that. 
Uh, it's made quite the domino effect, you know, once you see, you know, a big time trade or something go on and everyone reacts to it, you know. But, you know, sticking along with the D-man here, it's definitely, like you said, you know, I think your Petrolangelo and your Krug are in another tier amongst their own, amongst the defensemen. It's like, you know, guys who can play top two minutes for your team. Uh, but then after that, I find there's such a great amount of depth. And, you know, even guys where, you know, they're not, they shouldn't be looked upon as being a top D-man on the team or even regarded as great in the league. Yeah. But for what they're worth and what they bring to the game... Even, you know, pinching in as, like, a number three, uh, but staying as, like, a number four guy would be, like, fantastic to most teams. Yeah. And I find that guys like your Vatnin, your Barry, your Schultz. Brody. TJ Brody. Yeah. You know, your Tanev, your Hamannick, you know, guys like that where it's like, yeah, you know, you're not a top two. Um, you can slide into, like, a top three role when a guy's injured or so and, you know, bounce around between that and a four. But if you're, like, a four or five guy in one of those names, it's just like, you know, you're definitely, you know, looking to be uh, very, like, very sought after, sought after, you know? Yeah, and it, it kind of makes you go, like, holy crap, there is going to be a lot of names that are going to be looking weird on jerseys next year. So it, it's just fascinating, you know, you just kind of get used to seeing a couple guys in, in a certain jersey for a little while. Uh, and, and And you also kind of think, well, are their rights going to get traded in the next 24 hours with where we are and with how soon free agency is coming? You know, will, will, will there be trades where that happens? I don't know. I'm genuinely interested. I think that there's and something that's going for a couple of these guys. I mean, TJ Brody's only 29 and he was just making 4.65. So it's just going to be one of those things where I, you got to wonder how much these guys are going to want to give up cap wise or if they want to be, I guess I don't want to say greedy, but that aggressive in getting that next big contract. I mean, Tyson Berry's also 29. There's some really good young defensemen available here to really add on to teams. I mean, you got to think of teams that have a lot of cap space, right? I mean, let's see. Buffalo needs help on defense. Detroit and well, New Jersey, nobody's going to go there. Buffalo already has enough. NHL D-man contracts too, though. Yeah, that's true, but it just kind of makes you think: like, would Buffalo ship out one of those guys to go get a to get a pick, and would they rather sign someone? Because, like, like you said, Ristolainen's potentially on the way out. That's a name we've discussed. That's come up quite often. And um, would the Florida Panthers add somebody? They have a projected cap, a pretty nice projected cap cap amount of cap space. But e even then, it's just. I don't know. It's just going to be very, very interesting to see how, um, how, what, what teams do to, to re-sign players. Um, I mean, Boston's always looking for big, big defensemen to come to the team. Well, and, they, and and not only that, but it's also like all these names that we're throwing out there. So those teams having to replace those guys now too, you know? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's like, so like, when, like when you say like, yeah, you know, and here's Boston. Well, you guys are losing Tory Krug. Uh, that's a big guy on your back end that you've got to fill up those minutes and all that production that he brought to the team, you know, yep. and that energy. So, you know, I, I think it was kind of a little bit seen a little bit with, with St. Louis and Petrolangelo um, when they brought in uh, Justin Falk last year. Yep. It's not the same caliber guy, but it's someone who can fill into the top four for the team with Colton Pareko taking on a bigger role on that right side. Yep. But... As you mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago, though, if, uh, all the rumors and speculation and what we brought up in, uh, recently as well, talking about Oliver Ekman-Larsen yeah. and how Larson is pretty much, he has a no-trade clause, 
and he's pretty much told Arizona that he's only willing to accept a deal or sign off on his no trade clause papers to either accept a deal to the Vancouver Canucks or the Boston Bruins. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, crew happens to leave. Yep. You bring in a guy like uh, Oliver Ekman Larson on the back end, same offensive production, but still two, you know, different style player uh, players on the back end there. Yep. Um, I, I think you kind of knew that like someone like Sammy Vatnin, he was going to be a free agent just because he was bringing, being brought in as a rental because Ooh. of all the uh, decimate decimated injuries that the Carolina hurricanes had. Yeah. Um, you know, Barry, well, you know, you just see what Toronto did, and, well, everyone had a good laugh at that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, and then still some good role. Uh, we actually just found out just before we started recording that Brendan Dillon actually re-signs with the Washington Capitals to a four-year contract at yeah. $3.9 million cap hit. That's a big one. Um, <clears throat> yeah. No, I personally, like, I thought Dillon, you know, he started his career there, uh, unrestricted free, uh, he was a free agent, signed with Dallas, I believe. Yeah. Um, then he, uh, you know, got traded over to San Jose and he just became a great guy on that team on their back end playing as a solid four or five guy who just doesn't take any shit. Great on the penalty kill. It, it's a guy who will win you a Stanley cup. It's that role guy there and everything. Yeah. Um, Washington was, was going to need in order to sign him, They had to, uh, you know, free up some cap space. And they just learned that Michael Kempney is now having surgery on his Achilles tendon. So he's yeah. likely going to be gone for the extent of the entire next season now so put his contract on the books on the injured reserve and there's your cap space now to be able to resign dylan yeah and you know you know what's interesting to me i mean i'm looking at other other canadian teams especially and i I just kind of think well okay we 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 don't have to talk about ottawa because we know ottawa this year it's just it's not a wash with the teams the team's gonna make a jump and be more competitive but our cast base is definitely not focused on signing any of these guys. But then you start to look at, like like we said, how's Calgary going to replace those two guys if they go away? And what about the Winnipeg Jets? I mean, the Winnipeg Jets are kind of in an odd spot, you know? Oh, since last summer for them, right? Yeah, and it's just who who could they even go after here to potentially bolster the lineup to make a push for the playoffs again? You kind of start to wonder, well, are... Is it even worth signing maybe one or two depth guys that can overperform for a year? Is is that the risk that a lot of teams that want to go deep next year are going to have to take? Have a guy sign for a year and tell him, you know what, if you kill it, you're going to come back and see if that can kind of motivate a guy intrinsically and extrinsically to really go and get, get his money, but also uh, give himself like a, a place to stay for in the long term. Well, he, well, even on the subject of the Jets there, I think one guy they're really going to... I, one guy I could see them going after, because uh, last summer, you know, <clears throat> on that right side, they traded away Truba, Myers walked as a free agent, and Bufflin pretty much walked away from the game in general. Yeah. Also, on the subject of Bufflin, it sounds like he has, he had played his last NHL game, and he will not be returning to, to play another one, so his career is likely done. Yeah. So there's three big uh, losses on the right side, barely really, a, you know, a... Uh, made up for it over the last year. Yep. But one guy I think that they will get, because this guy was originally on the back end of the Islanders and requested a trade to be closer to home in central Midwestern Canada, but it's Travis Hamanick. Mm-hmm. He's from St. Malo, Manitoba. Uh, you know, he just turned 30 years old. He's a right-handed D-man. I think he'd be a good fit on that second D pairing. Yeah. And again, the fact that he wants to be closer to home has been known for almost three years now. And 
Well, you can't get much closer in the same province, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there you go. And, and that means that there's a hole for Calgary to fill. So it, it's it's kind of interesting uh, having uh, maybe a, a, a rival, you could say, a prairie rival taking uh, taking a player from you like that. And, and then Canucks have just been at the center of so many different rumors with Markstrom and, and now Oliver ekman Larson saying he'd really love to go there. I mean, maybe he, there's that connection with uh, with Pedersen there, you know, and, and it's just Well, that's the thing. It's... Well, that's the funny thing is how everybody wants to go to Vancouver now, you know? Yeah, it's Before, crazy. Just like, nobody was like, ah, nobody wants to go to Vancouver on the West Coast here. And all of a sudden, right before Seattle joins, every player is like, oh, Vancouver doesn't seem too bad now. Oh, of course. I mean, Vancouver is a beautiful city and, and it's just a beautiful place to live. If you're a hockey player, you have the money to live there. It's, From it's my no experience, problem. I can accept that and admit to it. It is true. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, wow. Okay, aside you, from you, all the rain and yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say for you, you weren't exactly living the high high life, you could say over there. But uh, I'm gonna but, have to get into that for a podcast for sure. Yeah, we definitely will. But but what about oh, a team? Will. <laughs> but what about a team like Montreal? You know, they they have some players to resign now. I mean, the guy they just traded for in Josh Anderson. Uh, the news broke shortly before this podcast that. Um, Montreal traded uh, Domi in a third rounder to the Columbus Blue Jackets for Josh Anderson. And, you know, Josh Anderson's also an RFA, so they got to re-sign him now as well. It's There's just so many things swirling around Montreal. Montreal's been rumored to want to pick up a big name forward. Is Taylor Hall that name for a year? They're going to use up the rest of their cap on a Taylor Hall to try to make a push. I don't know. Like, what do you think about Montreal, Spencer? I know you love them. Yeah, you know, I think because uh, again, don't forget they also acquired and signed Joel Edmondson as well. Yep. And they're having Romanov coming over from Russia. Still have your Victor Mete and your Kulak and your Shierot, Shierot mm-hmm. as well in there. So I think they're gonna. I think they believe they're fine on the back ends. So I think yeah, if anything Montreal does, they're just gonna look to bring in a forward. Yeah. Especially since they brought in Jake Allen to be their backup to carry Price there too. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, so I think they'll go after a forward. And I think you'll, they, they definitely want to get a little more grit. So it would not surprise me, you know, if they ought to go after Clifford as well. Uh, yeah. So someone like a Clifford, maybe even like a Corey Perry, you never know. Yeah. But someone who has experience, someone, I, I can totally see that from someone like Bergevin. Bergevin, Bergevin. Um, you know, the, uh, you know, got, you know, you, you hear them all the time about them being the biceps club for the front office management <laughs> of that team. Well, now you got to bring in a little more. It starts with Josh Anderson. Bring someone in with the Stanley Cup ring to, on their fingers now. And not just that. I mean, Montreal, they're in that tier where you trade that first rounder potentially depending on if you get the guy you want or not. So could Montreal even just get another player and maybe clear one out that has cap space that they don't like with that first rounder? So there's just a lot of options for the for the teams that are kind of in the middle there with, with Montreal and 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 and. and, and teams like that i mean other than that i i I can go back to the ottawa pick again uh we have three of them i mean we know we're picking a couple and i think we're holding on to that but who can i guess we see our team taking in in free agency if we do take a guy i mean ron hainsey has left the team we don't know what the status is there with negotiations is ottawa maybe going to go two three years younger a guy that's maybe won the cup uh what do you think about us I mean, we, we've been going after a few Russians lately, so I wouldn't surprise me if you bring back Alexei Kovalev. 
Oh, well, okay. Let's not uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Mister, Mister, I signed a two-year deal with Ottawa, and what's his first thing he says to the bloody media? Yeah, I wouldn't mind any of my or I wouldn't mind any of my career with the Montreal Canadiens again. And yeah. it's just like, what? You don't say that when you just signed a new team. That <laughs> is yeah. Horrible that's very too. Alexei. I apologize for that. That's very Alexei Kovalev, though. He always <laughs> spoke spoke out, and, and yeah. So I think it's Russians in general, too, eh? Yeah, they just, I think it's just there's no filter there, which is always amazing because you get the honest truth, which is net, which is always kind of refreshing, but it can be a little bit much. We tell truth. We yeah. no suck next year. <laughs> yeah, exa- I mean, considering uh, Putin might buy Ottawa if we draft Askarov, uh, you never know. We might have to You're learn some down, Russian. bro. We might have to learn some Russian soon. <laughs> well, and so, so like we've been saying, you know, with all these defense around here, you know, it's definitely going to be pretty interesting to see some of the moves that are, or some of the signings that will be done. And uh, outside of Oliver Ekman Larson, I don't think there's any other real big name demon that are out there on the block, really, off the no. top of my head, even doing homework and research on. Probably so not. I think it's. I think it's yeah. I think it's just a lot of teams waiting to see, uh, you know, waiting for Friday afternoon to hit there. Yeah. And uh, you know, and we'll transition even deeper into our own defensive zone. We'll look at the goaltending situation. And yeah, you know, personally, I just find this one's kind of mind-boggling. Just all yeah. the names that are out there and makes no sense. Honestly, how many few teams, you know, will look at it and be like, hey, we don't need a starting goalie, or hey, we don't even need, we already have our tandem already set. We don't need another goalie or anything, you know. Yeah, but, you, you gotta you know, wonder and, how much certain uh, guys are gonna miss out on on money. I mean, you got a guy like Braden Holpe not coming back to his team. Just by the way, Braden Holpe has a Vezina and a Stanley Cup, and even though his numbers have declined the past few seasons, for for him, it just almost seems like more of a mental than a physical thing. So maybe a fresh start is what he needs, but. And maybe a fresh start with a pissed-off Holpe at Washington for not bringing him back is also what he needs. So there could be a team that benefits with a guy like him. Well, I remember, I remember even looking it up and noticing the entire metropolitan, wow, metropolitan division there of how everybody but Carolina has like their goalie of the future in net for them now. You know, yeah. Pittsburgh has Jari. Islanders have their Russian coming over now. Sorokin. Yep. Yeah, uh, Sorokin, yeah. The the other you know the Rangers have uh, Shesterkin in net now there. Yeah. Uh, Devils, you know, uh, they got Broder coming back for them. Uh, <laughs> the Enterprise know, commercials. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, Mister Uncle Daddy there. Oh uh, God. The uh, Philadelphia Flyers, you know, they got their Carter Hart there, and it's just Carolina. They don't have like a goalie of the future who's a net for them, but. Yeah, I know. You know, hey, if they happen to be able to go out of their ways, maybe it's an Askarov, or maybe they're able to go out there and acquire one, well, bang for your buck. You know, the whole, like, that's one division taken care of for goalies. You know, yeah. not to mention the rest of the other teams, but, you know, I, I, like, you look at, you know, what will be two former uh, Pittsburgh goalies, but Pittsburgh did resign Tristan Jari to a new deal. Yep. So we know uh, Matt Murray, he's going to be traded. Exactly. Uh, there were talks and discussions uh, between Pittsburgh and Chicago where Pittsburgh uh, allowed Chicago to open negotiations on a contract extension mm-hmm. for Murray joining the Blackhawks, but they couldn't agree to anything, so those plans fell through. Yeah. Uh, and then you also have, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury, as we previously mentioned, where the uh, Golden Knights are trying to trade him with Leonard's new extension and not wanting to pay $12 million for two goalies. You know, this isn't baseball where you pay that much money for guys to sit out. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know what? It's kind of interesting because I guess to kind of maybe go through a couple more goalies, I mean, Kudobin is available. Cam Talbot is available. We were talking about um, uh, Henrik Lundqvist, of all guys, being available, although he seems kind of sealed. It seems like he's going to be heading to Washington. But Corey Crawford, too. I mean, it's he had a great year, you could say, with a terrible defense in front of him, and they still were in the playoffs and still played well. And I think that I think that I had read online that the last reported offer they gave him was three point five million, and he didn't want that or something along those lines. I mean, his cap hit last year was six, so evidently he likes seeing the dollar signs. But I think he might. It's one of those things where there's so many of these veteran goalies that are available uh, that you kind of go, wow, these names could steal series for you still in the nhl if they, if they play well i mean okay jimmy howard definitely not mike smith definitely not but still there's there's a lot of really great names there on the list and it's just like wow these guys might be without a job well and it's all kind of a factor of their age too right like as yeah. you mentioned you know uh your jimmy howard your craig anderson your ryan miller even your yeah. thomas grace and I forgot if, it wasn't for this, if it wasn't for this playoff run, I'd honestly throw in Kudobin's name in there as well. Yeah. But all those guys, it's unfortunately, it's just, you know, a, an age game where teams are going to look at them and it's like, you know what? I'm fortunate the flat cap. We we really can't afford you maybe, mm-hmm. uh, but also just not willing to spend a little bit more for you guys and everything there. And also, um, uh, just to just to throw out other names that are non-goalie names, uh, I just want to remind a lot of guys that you know that listen to this podcast and gals uh, that there's players like Joe Thornton and Patrick Marleau who are also available. Those wily vets, and Andy who can Green kind too. Of, yeah, exactly. So there's still a lot of names out there, like you said, that age might be too much of a factor. Maybe it, it's finally really shining through now that this is a young man's game, and, and young players are cheaper right now too than some of these guys. Well, and, and, you know, and that's what they say, you know, win a Stanley Cup, you need a goalie that's going to be able to stand on his head, steal a game, steal series and everything. And that's certainly where we are with all these big names. Like, you look at how many teams, right? Like, I just rolled off the Metropolitan and where seven of the eight teams are fine with their futures already in net for them. So they won't be looking at anything there. Yep. E- e- you know, e- even most of them, you know, Pittsburgh, uh, you know, they got the Smith as a backup. Philadelphia, they just extended Brian Elliott's New Deal. New Jersey, well, they got Broder, and now they'll have Schneider and Sherwood going, you know. Or, sorry, not Sherwood, Blackwood, sorry. Yeah. Um, Rangers, they got Shesterkin and Georgiev. Uh, who else is in there? Oh, Washington, you know, they got Samsonov. And, they, you know, they do have Phoenix Copley, uh, you know, guy from North Pole, Alaska, uh, on a one-way deal this season. But they're looking to bring in Henrik Lundqvist, well, and they're set there as well. Carolina Hurricanes, they got Peter Mrazek and James Reimer, both with one year left on their contracts. But, hey, they're fine with that. Well, there's a quarter of the league where you're taking care of. Yep. Ottawa, you know, moving along. Ottawa, they got their Nielsen. Uh, Jonas Hogberg, he's second year of his two-year contract now. Marcus. It's a one-way deal. Marcus Hogberg. Oh, is it Marcus or Jonas? It's Marcus, Marcus. It's Marcus. So, us, Hogberg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, like, you know, with him, with Hogberg and Nielsen, they're fine with those two in net there now. Yeah. If Nielsen is still concussed, then, yeah, they will obviously look to get another goal. That's the thing. Everyone keeps talking about Ottawa. Oh, straight Murray. Oh, straight Florida, Ottawa. Oh, it's like, man, people need to do their goddamn homework and have yeah. an idea and everything. 
and not sound so stupid and everything like that. It's like, Ottawa's perfectly fine in net. We got goalies set in the AHL and the ECHL and even junior leagues and everything. You know, yeah. we got all these guys. But I think we're perfectly fine there. Um, you know, but even going along, you know, uh, you're, you know, for the, after that ramble, but Montreal, they got their price, their Allen, Primo's their future coming up. Yep. Toronto, well, you know, they're hoping Ed Belfort or Cujo can make a comeback for them. Huh. Um, no, but even like Anderson, his name's been tossed around a little bit, maybe on their trading block, who knows, but you know, they got, uh, crap, I guess the first name, but Campbell as their backup goalie, he's locked in there. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, Buffalo, they, they need a, you know, I really hope they don't think that Allmark's going to be the one to carry the team for the next few years, but him in there and... I forget the other guy right off the top of my head now with the Buffalo Sabres there. Oh, there's a couple there, but yeah, yeah, there's definitely a couple teams where you kind of go, okay, well, this is this is definitely where a goalie like uh, maybe a Matt Murray will go there to like a Buffalo, you know? Uh, it, it, can Eichel maybe get some guys to come over? And, you know, there's, there's just so many names this year. Well, it's just so it's... many teams that are just already, like even on the West Coast, you know? Like Chicago, they're open to suggestions. Colorado... Yeah. They said they're fine with your Grubauer and your Frank Coos. Yeah. Uh, but it's like Minnesota, they, they're looking for a starter. Chicago, they're going to be looking for a starter. Uh, you know, your Edmonton, your Calgary, the door is wide open for an opportunity there. Yeah. The San Jose Sharks actually just acquired Devin Dubnik from the Minnesota Wild. So they're running with their tandem of Devin Dubnik and... Uh, and Martin Jones there now together with yeah, the San Jose Martin Sharks. Yeah, Martin Jones. Yeah, San Jose, yeah. So, you know, Arizona, they're fine with Darcy Cooper. It sounds like that they will look to retain him and not explore the trade market on him. Yeah. But it's just, you know, your your Panthers, like Detroit, they'll probably look to get a starting goalie somewhere too. Your Panthers, though, they're, you know, they got Bob Rossi for uh, six more years there. That's but it's, it's, it's like we're so, like so many of these goalies were just, you know, like your Holfe, your Crawford, your Anderson, your Anderson, your Howard, your Markstrom, you know, it's so many of these goalies, even your Murray, were just recently starting goalies, you know. And now it's yeah. like, all right, well, not only are you going to have to sign for less money likely, but now yeah. you're going to be forced to take a backup role or yeah. enjoy staying at home with the kids and with your wife and everything and enjoy watching the game now, maybe a little earlier than you expected. Yeah, I think that we're going to get that a lot. I think I think you're going to see guys like Ender Sun and a guy like even, I'm, I'm going to be honest, Mike Smith, uh there's just guys on this list that are gonna unfortunately maybe have to retire and it's just the way it is it's just the way that the game's gone and there's a lot of young goalies that have kind of come up it's funny these are all names too which we got so used to in a way right it's just the last five years you kind of heard these names but there's just so many great young guys and goalies typically peaked usually 25 26 27 you'd start to really see a guy hit his stride but it just seems like so many more goalies are hitting their strides earlier now in their careers that it's just kind of eliminating this, you could say, older crew of guys, and it's just happening all at once, and COVID's the reason in the end for all of this, and I think we can only thank COVID for such an entertaining entertaining uh, UFA season overall, you know? So I, I, well, I think... And, and, well, because I think it is, like, you know, you look like the last few years, and it's how... When you talk about superstars in the league, it was always talking about forwards and always talking about defensemen, right? Yeah. And I think it's it's kind of shifted now where it's finally including goalies. Yeah. Like, all the names we just named off, they're all free agents. They're going to have difficulties finding a starting job, let alone a backup job. 
um, you know, in North America. Yeah. It, it's it's just kind of that turnover now of, hey, look at all these young studs in net now. It's yep. finally transitioned from not just the forwards, not just the defensemen, but now all six positions on the ice now seeing it. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that's part of where this hype is coming from for this kid, uh, Yaroslav Askarov, which I, I'm just genuinely intrigued to see how early a team might risk it and, and choose him. You know, something we talked about on part two of our uh, of our episode previously before this one. Um, so it, it's just going to be really cool to see what happens with all of these unrestricted free agents i don't want to make any more guesses i don't want to take up the viewers time i think it's just going to be interesting for them to listen and see what happens tomorrow when when they tune into free agency and uh, i think with that i'll let i'll let you uh wrap us up here spencer yeah no it's definitely gonna be an odd day you know uh, not having the free agency signing in july on Canada, on Canada Day, Canada yeah day, you know yeah <laughs> it was almost you know canadian uh, tradition you know you know, you have a drinking game for how much a guy signs for and how many times you hear Pierre Maguire talk about someone's roommate back in college hockey, you know, yeah. or how many times someone's wrong or how high a guy goes up and everything. And then, oh, yeah. that's your pre-drink for the night, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting. Luckily, I guess this time it's uh, it's around another Canadianized holiday in our Thanksgiving. So at least it's near another holiday. Yeah, the, the right one in the correct month. Thanks yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I agree. But yeah, all right. I think that's I think that's it from us. Uh, you know what? I think uh, I'll let you uh, officially wrap it up. But uh, enjoy Unrestricted Free Agency. It's going to be one hell of a couple days. I think it's going to be wild. I think we're going to see some really stupid contracts, some really interesting cheap ones that maybe we didn't expect. And there's going to be a lot of names on jerseys we don't expect either. Yeah, oh, definitely for sure with that. So, again, thank you, everyone, for tuning in, listening to episode 12 of Off the Tape. You know, we hope you had a great time uh, over the past couple days with the NHL draft and some of the trades that have happened. And we look forward to seeing what happens in the free agent frenzy. Hope you are all still safe and sound and everyone's keeping well and being healthy during this time of COVID. And we hope all you Canadians have a great Thanksgiving this weekend. Talk to you later. Yeah, like Spencer said, thank you for listening to this episode of Off The Tape. You can follow us at Off The Tape on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also find our podcast anywhere podcasts are found. So, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, YouTube even. So go ahead and take a listen. Press the like button and subscribe. We really hope you enjoy it all. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving, you beautiful people. Cheers.